Kevin, good afternoon to you. How are you, Jonathan? Uh, we were listening yesterday, some of the international reaction in NBC Nightly News, which is probably one of the biggest uh, news broadcasts in the States, was covering the story of Savita Halapanavar, um, as, as Ireland has been uh, preoccupied with that story, and rightly so this week. How has it been reported in America? Well, I think it's been reported that it was some surprise that this could happen. I think there are probably not many Americans who realize that uh, abortion is outlawed in, in Ireland and would not know the niceties of the X case and all that. So I think it's more like a head-scratcher. That's the way it's been reported. What I've noticed is, even on my Facebook page, I, I didn't realize how many uh, old friends I have who work in women's health and reproductive services and, and work in places like Planned Parenthood and a number of them have changed their Facebook um, image. You know, uh, instead of having their own photo there, they've, they've put they've put Savita's face there. So yeah, I've noticed that in in America, that people who work in women's reproductive health have seized on this case very very quickly. Just, there's a great awareness in that level. Of Even America. outside of the Irish American community, is it embarrassing for Ireland for our country to be portrayed yeah. in this way? I don't know if I would call it embarrassing. I, I would get back to that. I don't think most Americans you know, know the situation, the constitutional situation, and obviously the legislative situation. What, why all these years after the X case, I think there's probably people remembering that. That got an awful lot of attention in the United States, the X case. So I think there's probably some people who have that historical memory saying, wait a minute, I thought Ireland resolved all this a long time ago. I, I think that's generally the American reaction. They're surprised that this is still an issue. Uh, in terms of American news, the one that has uh, has preoccupied you all over there, David Petraeus. Tell us who this guy was. He was a he was a military man, but he he had a very important job in the CIA. Yeah, he was. I mean, he changed the face of the American military. He was the guy that created the surge in Iraq and then led that the counterinsurgency movement in Afghanistan. He's really one of these sort of a bookish warrior. He's a he's he's, he's as much an academic as he is a, a military man. And uh, he was the top American general, and then he left last year and joined to become the director of the CIA. And and you and I have talked, Jonathan, about the the, the problem that the Secret Service has had is uh, keeping their pants on. Well, apparently it goes all the way to our spies, too, because the head of the CIA admitted last week that he had an affair with a woman uh, who some people have described as his biographer. I, I read part of the book. I would call him her his, his hagiographer. And... Uh, it turned out that not only did he have a relationship with her, there was another woman that this woman, uh, her name was Paula Broadwell, the biographer, uh, wrote an email to a woman in Tampa who apparently is a socialite and a social liaison, whatever that means, <laughs> to the military commanders down in Tampa, Florida, where the central command of the U.S. military is. Right. So she got involved in this thing. So it, it's basically a sex scandal. That's what it is. And it's drawn in not just, obviously, Petraeus is out the door, and now the next question is what happens to General John Allen, who's in charge of the American forces in Afghanistan, because he was exchanging emails and 20,000 pages of documents with this socialite in Tampa, Florida. You can't make this stuff up. Can it's I, very can I, bad television. Hang on, stop for a second. This guy, <laughs> and I don't want to condone infidelity, right? But this guy was the head of the CIA. Surely he right. knows a thing or two about keeping a secret. Well, that's the people of saying, you know, this guy is supposed to be the top spy in America, and he couldn't keep his an affair secret. So it raises all sorts of questions. But there's a real political backdrop to this, too, Jonathan, because the Republicans have been making hay. They tried to make it a much bigger issue during the campaign. Now that the campaign, presidential campaign is over, they're trying to bring it back to embarrass Obama, suggesting that 
the administration badly handled what happened in Libya when the U.S. ambassador there, Chris Stevens, and three other men were killed uh, back on September 11th. They're, they're, they're trying to make this an issue that, you know, the, the, it's sort of like a, their Watergate. They claim they, they call it, you know, a giant cover-up. And obviously, Petraeus was supposed to testify this week about this. So now Republicans believe this is all a scam, that, you know, that they knew about the affair a long time ago, but that, that the White House has used this to get rid of him so he doesn't have to tell what really happened yeah, in Libya, yeah, yeah. Okay. which is preposterous. <laughs> but believe yeah. it. Republicans believe a lot of preposterous things, <laughs> did, and most of them believe that. We did learn that. I have to say, I prefer the homeland uh, portrayal of the CIA. This this is a far um, <laughs> far far more salacious version than uh, that I would have anticipated. Kevin, we'll leave it there. Talk to you next week. Good man.